Lawrence, you would sit a little more here. Or Adam, you would sit a little bit more there. You know what I'm saying? Like in the middle. They're doing it in the middle. We're changing it up today. Get ready for change. God's going to come in tonight and change your life. Get ready. All right, guys. Have a seat. Find one quickly. One, two, three. Come on in. All right. So for this icebreaker today, you guys need to get in groups of two or three. Two or three. Find someone to be in your group. Everyone's going to play today. Everyone's going to turn. Isis, that means you. Here. Oh, sit next to each other, you guys. Bring your stuff and sit next to each other. So find someone you're seated next to and get into groups. One, two, three. All right. This is not, an, this is actually a pretty fun icebreaker. I think we're still waiting on some guys to come on in. We're getting started. Have a seat. You guys, find someone you're seated next to and be in a group. If twos or threes. So why don't Tito, these three, yeah, you guys, groups of two or three. Everyone needs to be in a group. Everybody, everybody. Or one of you guys can break off and go with him. Because he's by himself. Or you know what, Stephanie, you could go with him. Might benefit him, actually. Okay, so this is the game. No, not that would have been good. But what we're going to do tonight is we're playing a game called What You Got, okay? So basically, we have a list of several things. And whoever can come up with as many of those things as possible within the next 90 seconds, you win. Your group wins. But the, only the group with the most on your mark. You have 90 seconds to come up with as many of those things as possible. Whatever group comes up with the most wins. On your mark, it's a go. You can't leave the building. You cannot leave the building. Here we go. 
All right, how many do you guys have? You have the shoelaces, one. Earrings, okay, pop, yeah, three. And oh, yeah, that works, that's a bag of junk food, that counts, that's four, right, four? Do you have any chewed gum? And we got gum in their mouth? All right, you guys got one, two, three, four. All right, four. That's for it. Yeah, I found it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you guys got? Pencil. It's just a phone. I don't know. I don't know. Two. Okay. Two. Three. You got three. Three and four. Okay. Boys, what you got? No, I, I don't count. So wait, you got... Nah. I meant like a calculator, like you got a graphing calculator in your book bag, you know what I'm saying? Uh-uh, my game, my rules. Okay, here we go. So they got four as well, so four and four. So one, ID, two, three, okay, four. Four? I'm not counting your calculator, so one, two, three, four. Four, right? All right. Mad about the calculator. <laughs> well, I feel like if I count the calculator, it won't count because everyone will have calculator on their phone. You know what I'm saying? They have a real one. Okay, we'll come to you guys in a second. What do you guys got over here? One, two, three, four. I'll give you the bottle. Five, six, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. They got six. I counted that, right? Six. So, so far, this team is in the lead. All right, what you guys got? Here we go. Show me what you got. ID one, two, three, four, shoot gum. Is that shoot gum? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. What's this? Ten. All right, you guys won. So, <laughs> wait, I'm going to count it all. One. These are the same thing though. So two IDs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Ten. You guys got ten. I think I counted those. Okay, well, you guys did real good. Got that picture? All right. We have a prize for you winners. You each get a Twix. Congratulations. They're very good frozen. Woo -woo. Like you don't have enough junk food here. So put your shoes back on. All that. All right, guys. We are going to get announcements going. So get back to your seats. Get your stuff together. I'm going to take a breather right now. All right, elevate. You guys ready? Elevate. One more time. Elevate. Elevate. It's a little weak, but I'm not going to get on you guys about that today. I know I wore you out with the icebreaker, so it's okay. All right, so here we are, Elevate Metro Praise. We're all about loving God and loving people. How many of you know that you love God? And the best way to show God you love him is by loving on others what he loves them. So let's love on, love on each other, okay? Loving God, loving people. How do we do that at Metro Praise? We connect mentor and send. We connect you to the cross. We tell you who Jesus is. We share the gospel with you. We mentor you through discipleship. How many of you know that Jesus 
has disciples. Amen. How many of you are a disciple in this place? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay. All right. So if you're proud to be a disciple, you're going to want to make more disciples. And that's what we're all about at Metro Praise, making disciples that make disciples that make disciples. So we're going to change this world for Jesus. Amen. So once we connect you to the cross, we mentor you through discipleship, we want to send you out to change the world. All right, guys? And the best way that you guys can get connected, actually, no, never mind. Oh, yeah, we'll go there. Life groups. Okay. So we are now doing a new thing. Some of you have caught on to this already, but just in case you don't know or you're new to coming around, a great time for fellowship, a place where you can have fun and not just, you know, hear a word and, you know, time to go home. This is a great place to hang out, get to know your friends, your fellow students who love Jesus too. It's at life groups where you guys can get life. It sounds cheesy, but no, how many of you guys want to do life alone? I don't. Life is more fun when it's done together. So come to life groups and do life together. All right, guys, if you guys have questions, please feel free to call Pastor Adam. His cell phone is right there. Jot it down. We'll leave it up for a few more seconds. I'm sure you already have it anyway, but it's at his house. So if you have questions or concerns, you're running late, you need the address, you don't know where, da-da-da-da, Pastor Adam. All right. So if you are interested in discipleship, if you haven't already been, if you're not in the one-on-one and you're not in the two-on-one, talk to myself or any of our adult leaders we would love to get you plugged into the 101 and start to start you in that discipleship process amen any questions please come talk to us all right tithes and offerings how many of you know that it's a good thing to give it is definitely when we when we give unto god it's so much better to give to him than withhold what is actually his amen and when we know how much God loves us. We understand that everything we have is really his anyway. So God asks that we give back 10% to him. So whatever we earn, whatever we make. I see Adam smiling over there. He's excited about giving tonight. I can tell. No, I'm looking at you, boy. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Okay. So God asks that we give 10% of whatever we make and whatever we earn. And if we withhold that from God, don't you think that it would be so much better to be blessed by giving 10% then cursed, having the whole hundred. Amen? So tonight, let's come and give with willing hearts. Would you all stand to your feet with me? All right. So how many of you can are little math wizards? Who can tell me what 10% of 50 cents is? You can all say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Good job. A plus, y'all. Good job. All right, we have a verse that we're going to read together. Acts 20, 35. Read it aloud with me. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Father, thank you for tonight, what you're doing in each of our hearts. I ask that you... Um, just change our hearts that so we'd be open and willing to receive all that you have for us. Bless this offering tonight, God, that you would multiply it and use it for your kingdom in a mighty, mighty way, far more than what we could even imagine on our own. So, Lord, be with us tonight, Holy Spirit. We are so thankful that you're here. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So come up and give. Amen. After you guys are done giving, you guys can make your way up to the front. Get ready for worship.
to.
just give a praise right now Oh, for who you are and what you're doing
guys stay somewhere in the middle for me, just like the way we were in announcements. Amen. If you guys can pull out your Bibles and open them up to Luke six, Luke nineteen, Luke nineteen. Test one, two, one, two, one, two. Welcome to Elevate, everyone. It is only 7.30. We are moving pretty fast today, but we believe that what we have at the end for you guys is something special. No, it's not pizza. Uh, no, it's not a million bucks. Uh, no, but what we got is just special, just the fellowship of each other and and we want to really capitalize on that. And we're making some changes here in this ministry to do that. And we're noticing that, man, the greatest thing that you guys can do when you come here to youth service, man, you come here. Some of you guys come, let's be honest, for your friends. Some of you guys might come here for the ladies, right? Y'all single and you're like, hey, it's a youth group. There's Christian single ladies that love Jesus. I'm in. And some of you guys might be here for that. My man right here, right here, right here. Okay, I see you. I'm just kidding. Don't look at him like shame, shame. <laughs> at the end of service, no one's going to talk to him. No, no, no. Please talk to him. He's single. Ladies, no, I'm just kidding, man. But you know, let's be honest. Sometimes we come and we have all these different reasons. But man, this is the main reason that I want you guys to really get out of this. Is really see Jesus. Amen. Man, Jesus wants to meet with you. No no matter how bad the preaching may be, no matter how bad anything may be, no matter how good it may be, the purpose of why you're here is Jesus. And I pray that you guys can see that. That, man, you guys can see past, like, you know, this Puerto Rican, Mexican, smooth hair, uh, Chicago for Jesus kind of shirt. You can see past all this and, and just see Jesus. Amen. Because, man, it, it'll be such a waste if we just come here on a Friday night and hang out. I mean, we can do that any other day. But what makes this time so special? What makes it so different from the rest of the times? Why? We come together as a family, as youth, dealing with similar issues, probably nothing the same. But we're all encouraged by each other. It's like, man, walk with God. Man, I want to encourage you. If you're here tonight and you're saying to yourself, man, my walk with God ain't so hot. Someone is saying, it ain't so hot. Yeah, it ain't so hot. Here's what. Hell is hot. Right? And Jesus, it's just because you haven't been close with him, he he's doesn't he's not somewhere in heaven just with his hands crossed or just like, oh, this punk wants to come to church now. He's not like that. You know, you guys ever read the Bible? What was Jesus like? It changed people's lives. He was God, yeah, but but the way he did it. I mean, it's so different. And, and, if, and if the church can grasp what Jesus did and how he lived, man, we, you'd see some crazy things happening in church. Demons being cast out. People being healed. I mean, people's lives finding, finding purpose now. It's crazy. Why? 
Why throughout the Bible can we read of Jesus and almost every single person? There's one encounter where Jesus went into a town. The Bible says he could not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith, because they had little faith. But almost everyone that Jesus encounters, man, their lives are changed. I mean, I'm not just talking about like, man, they're changed and now they have a better schedule on Fridays. Then now they come Friday nights to an event where they call themselves Christians and they get super religious by singing songs and maybe having a tear for Jesus and like, Jesus, that's for you. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a change in your schedule. I'm talking about changing your life. And it's this encounter with Jesus. And some of us might get a little depressed because when we read the story, man, last week we celebrated Easter. Easter's like Nacho Libre likes to say it, right? We celebrated Easter's and, and guess what? We celebrated his death, right? He didn't stay dead. He, he rose again on the third day. And, and some of us should think to himself like, man, when I read the Bible, this encounter with Jesus, now he's in heaven. Now I'll never get to know what that was like. I'll never get to experience this. And some of you guys are missing out, maybe there's, there's something more, maybe it's in this and this, and, and we may find purpose in different little things, and that may satisfy you for a time. But man, it's the encounter with the Lord. We call Him Lord because there is no other God. And people can make idols of different things, but there is no one like Jesus. Never, never ever will be. Just think about it. Not even your spouse, not even your best friend not even your friends from grammar school man when i think about those cats man we used to have some stories we used to tell each other man we did forever we used to write our names into trees you know we love trees but you know we didn't know at the time we were harming them okay so don't judge us but i remember those guys were my ride or die they're gonna be my best friends and when i went to a christian school and as soon as you went to high school i never heard from them and I hardly keep in contact with them, and they're doing their own thing. And no one in your life, you're never going to have an experience or an encounter than you have with Jesus. It will change your life forever. It will. And today I'm encouraged, and I don't want you guys to do me the favor. Open up your Bibles to Luke 19. Luke 19. And, and I want to do my best um, to give you an idea of what Jesus was like. And, um, and in this story, we're looking at Zacchaeus the tax collector. And before we start, uh, let's just all come together in prayer. And amen. Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, Jesus, we come to you right now. God, this isn't a show. This isn't some uh, rehearsal. God, I know that God, if, if you don't do something in their hearts, it's, it's all worthless. But God, we know that the invitation has been set and you're wanting to. And so God, we, we put our trust in you right now. And put our faith in you. No, we, we don't put our faith in my ability to, to communicate anything or the worship or the light. Jesus, we put our faith in you. And you're in heaven or in hell. God, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would make clear your words today. God, we don't want to be left around wondering what's the point of all of it. But God, we know that Jesus, you're the point. Oh, the darling in heaven, that you would come down and die on a cross for our sins. We praise you, God. We bless you, Jesus. Help us to see you clearly in your word this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, growing up, I went to a Christian uh, grammar school. It was called Salem uh, Christian School. 
And uh, I grew up in a Christian home. And I just remember some of the weird things we would do. Not weird, but I say weird because, I mean, um, I think we were hyper-Christian at some points, right? Yeah, I mean, we were super saved. And, and going to a Christian church and going to a Christian school, I mean, it was hard for you not to hear the Bible. I mean, if you walked in my house growing up, you would see verses everywhere. My mom would cut them up and put them on the fridge, put them on our door, put them on the bathroom, put it right by the toilet seat. Like, what in the world? You know what I mean? The Lord is your shepherd. I shall not. Why? What am I, what am I doing here? It's like, I want to use the washroom right now. <laughs> that's what I want to do. And that's kind of like what it is right now. And, and I remember growing up, they used to have all these different things so that the word would stick in your head. And, and isn't that the biggest challenge for Christians today? That the word of God would stick in your head, that it wouldn't just go in one ear and out the other. Man, I wish I can, everything that I've read in the Bible, I've read the cover from front to back, and it's amazing. Okay, you should do it. Guess what? There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a part where this Jesus guy comes in, and it's awesome. That's my favorite part. Anyways, <laughs> tell you what. They would do things to help you remember, and if you can only remember everything that you've read, but sometimes you don't. And I remember growing up, we were younger, so like the attention span of a six-year-old is, is not that long. You might have their attention for like three, four minutes, and then they're off. Uh, you know, and so some of the things they used to do for us, they would get, sing um, different songs to help us remember stories. And one of the stories that they, that they sung to us was about Zacchaeus. And yes, if you're wondering, I'm going to sing it for you guys, and I'm going to sing it right now. <clears throat> Let me get some water in my throat. If you can only imagine... A younger Adam missing the two front teeth. I mean, we're like messed up hair. That, that was me, man. Here it goes. And Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior walked on past, he climbed up and looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Everybody, Zacchaeus was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of you are like, I need to go. <laughs> Dang, I don't want to sing that. Right. So, some of us have these different little things that we kind of remember to, to actually these little weird things of uh, helping us remember. And, and that was one of the stories. And as I was coming across Zacchaeus, the tax lecture, many years later, I realized the kind of story that it was. And it was something like, whoa, you know, you're really you're singing a song when you're young and you'll be like, oh, Zacchaeus, he was a short little guy. He got on a tree. Jesus saw him and said, hey, I'm going to eat over your house. And boom, that was it. Oh, Jesus likes people, right? That's the kind of idea. But when you read it and read it in context, man, it's, it's going to be crazy. And, and what I'm going to do is this. We're going to read it through Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. And then I'm going to come and put it like a hood twist on it, okay? So here we go. Here we go. Luke 19, 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, somebody say short, the man was small. Because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Hallelujah. Verse 6, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. 
All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be with the guest of a sinner. Dang Jesus, you messing it up. Verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Let's read verse 10 on the count of three. One, two, three. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. I love this story. I mean, back when you're reading it, when you're six, seven years old, it don't make much sense, but there's a song like, hey, I remember that that happened. And when you're reading the story, I'm going to try to put it in today's terms, man, because this is back in the day. So I'm going to try to modernize it as best as I can. Okay. And if you don't like adding swagger to your scripture, you're probably not going to understand the next 15 minutes of what I'm about to say. But if you like swagger, come on and just get ready and be like, give it to me. Here we go. So I like to look at Zacchaeus as a gangster. My man was a top gangster. And I mean, even though he was a short, short little man, that didn't stop him. You see, we learn of this gangster, my man Zacchaeus, that he was rich. And I'm going to give you a little backdrop of Zacchaeus. Okay, first of all, that name, I mean, that's killer. Hey, what's your name, man? Zacchaeus. Dang, I see you, right? All right. I mean, I'm going to name my child Zacchaeus 1, 2, and 3 for real. No, just kidding. Um, so Zacchaeus was here. And I'm going to give you a little backdrop of what, who he was and, and kind of the idea. So here in the point in time, we're catching up in this story. Zacchaeus, we find out that he is a tax collector. And we don't really have an impression of a tax collector except for what we know in context of history. Tax collectors at this point in time, um, Rome right? Rome, the Italians, Italianos, those guys were in charge. The Roman Empire, Caesar, the emperor, they were in control of a lot of land and they had a rule. They had an empire over um, Jerusalem. So what the Romans would do, they would hire Jewish people to collect taxes from them because when someone kind of like conquers you, you kind of owe them money because you know what? They can tell you what to do because they conquered you. That's kind of how it works. And so the Roman government would hire people like Zacchaeus to go and collect the taxes. See, Zacchaeus and kind of like his cronies, they would make their money by going up to the Jewish people and making up amounts on the fly. So Zacchaeus, you can imagine, he was a cheat. He was an embezzler. He was a liar. I mean, he stole from little old ladies. He was a thief. And so that's the kind of dude that Zacchaeus was. And I kind of look at Zacchaeus, and he was probably up on pop culture. My man, you know what? He probably had money, so he's in the who's who and the who's what. If there was a party and there was a red carpet rolled out, Zacchaeus was the guy all blinged out, lady on each arm, looking at the TMZ and be like, hey, y'all, what's good? That's what Zacchaeus, he loved the limelight. You see, he was very popular. People respected him. They hated him, yet they respected him. And he was the kind of guy that had a bad reputation. People knew all about Zacchaeus. Even though it was a bad reputation, he kind of enjoyed it. I mean, that's his entire life. And the Bible says that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. You see, he probably started off recruited by the Roman government to be a prodigy. And he's learning his way. And then he becomes a tax collector. And then the Bible says he becomes a chief tax collector. 
So how long has he been stealing? How long has he been lying to the people? Two, five years. He was a chief tax collector, maybe more, 10, 20 years. That was his life. He didn't see anything else. You see, Zacchaeus, he grew up in a Jewish culture. So he probably heard the stories. He heard the prophecies of a Messiah. And in one day, Zacchaeus is doing his thing, and he's hearing of this Jesus and the fulfillment of the prophecies, knowing as a young man, like, man, there was this guy that we used to talk about all the time that said he will come, and he will set the people free. Man, this Jesus, they're talking about him. And so he's catching word. And so Zacchaeus, you know, he's like, you know what? I got to be in the who's who. They're talking about this Jesus. I'm going to go up to him. So he's interested and automatically he goes to look out for Jesus. And when he gets there, there was a crowd of people and he could not see over them. He was short, but it did not stop him. Zacchaeus was innovative. He was a man used to getting his own way. So he looked up around and he saw a tree. And my man Zacchaeus, you can probably picture him now, gold chains and all. He's climbing up this tree. He's probably like, clang, 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 all the money, all the glow, you know, the Rolex. And, he, and he's on the tree, and he sees Jesus, and he's like, all right, cool, I can see this Jesus. And Jesus is walking by. He's got his people. He's probably, like, giving nuggets, probably things that, like, not even the Bible, but people are getting saved, demons being cast out. That's just Jesus. And Jesus is like, and then Zacchaeus is like, here he comes, here he comes. And to his surprise... To Zacchaeus, surprise, Jesus comes straight up to Zacchaeus. I can just imagine the shock in the face of Zacchaeus, like, he's coming, he's coming. Oh, he said my name. Like, there's no way you can mistake Zacchaeus if you call him out. If someone says, Zacchaeus, did he call Steve? No, he didn't call Steve. He called Zacchaeus. And I can just imagine the face, like, whoa, you know my name? And, and he's like, Zacchaeus come down from going to your house today and he's like for real today oh snap so he's coming down the tree and i bet you he's probably like oh snaps y'all look he's coming to my house yeah yeah he's just that kind of guy and so the bible then goes on to take us right into the story where they're at zacchaeus's house and something happens something so key that we just have to read it one more time it says it like this, verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. You see, right after when the story tells us that Jesus says, hey, look, I'm coming to your house today, the next thing we hear is some people are just like, dang. Jesus is hanging out with this sinner. Jesus is hanging out with this guy. He's got the bad reputation of being a bad boy, and Zacchaeus likes it, and everybody knows, like, you don't want to hang out with him, Jesus. He's going to his house. What the heck is wrong with Jesus? Why does he want to be with that guy? And, and it didn't make sense to the people out there, but the next thing, the very next thing we get to is Jesus is at the house, and Zacchaeus stands up. And he says something so amazing, catching everybody off guard. He's probably saying this. He says, look, Lord, I'm giving away everything that I've got. I mean, if I stole from everybody, I will give them back four times. You see, we don't know what was said between Zacchaeus and Jesus. We don't know. How long have they spent time together? How long were they there in his house? What were some of the things that they were talking about? I mean, there's really no mention of Jesus saying, repent, get right. He, there's nothing of that. 
But we're looking in scriptures, but this man stands up after spending time with the Lord. And I think that purposely the Bible doesn't have what happened or how Zacchaeus repented. I believe the Bible left that out so that we don't take it and make it into a formula and try to say you need to do this, do this, do this, do this, and make it super legalistic. I believe what God wanted, to get, wanted us to get out of it is that in Jesus' presence, man, you're going to change. Jesus was hanging out with Zacchaeus, and the man gets to the point where he has a total 180. The man who didn't care. I mean, he's probably thinking to himself, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. I mean, Zacchaeus, if, if he's thinking about the prophecies of this person, Jesus, the Savior of the world, he's probably thinking like, man, I don't, I don't need any saving. Saving from what? A big house? All the ladies loving me? What do I need saving for? But we get to this point right here where Zacchaeus is probably saying, look, I'm done. I'm giving it away. And Jesus says this in verse 9. Today... Salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Man, what did Jesus say to Zacchaeus at that point in time? Man, what is God saying to you today? Man, many of us, I think Zacchaeus, he was the type of guy that was innovative. He used to think that everything that he had, he could probably figure it out. He was a short man. Probably people made fun of him back in high school. Probably nobody picked the short guy, but look at him now. He got the money. He's got the authority. He's got the fear and respect of people. Hey, look at him. He was so used of, of coming up with different things, and if he wanted it, he got it. And this man, he couldn't get salvation on his own. But spending time with Jesus. Let me ask you this question. Are you so busy in life? That you forget to spend time with Jesus. And I'm not talking about hours on end. I'm not talking about like praying the entire day. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's super religious. I don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you want to, if you've done it before, if you felt good about it, that's good. But that's not what we're saying. If you spend time with the Lord. Um, Adam, you know what? I, it's kind of hard because when I, when I close the door and I begin to pray, man, I, I get praying and sometimes I get distracted because, you know what, I begin to see the PS3 in the corner and it's kind of like calling my name. So I play for a little bit. Then I'm like, oh, dang, I should be praying. And then put it back and I pray some more. And then I realize I was about to flip that stage so I get back to it. Or, you know, for me, when I was in Bible college, man, I just knew that I needed to get close to Jesus. I'm looking at everything that I have to do. I'm like, dang, there's no way I can do this if Jesus does not help me if Jesus himself doesn't come down and do my homework no I didn't say all that but you know what I mean I was just like God help me and there were times I'll be praying and I'm starting off I'm like maybe three minutes in and then I look over at the guitar and then I'm like you know what I'll sing and worship too so I grab the guitar and then I start praying and I start singing and then I start singing some secular songs and I'm like how did I get here what am I doing I was supposed to be praying and I put that thing down and I look at a fancy pen that I never use and I want to start writing and drawing and signing my name on a piece of paper so many times and I'm like dang and I might have, an hour might have went by and I'm thinking to myself like how is this why is it so hard to focus and pray why is it so hard Why? And then I began to realize, man, you know what? Jesus has always been there. And then when I was stopping, I'm saying, Lord, God, there's so many things that I kind of put before you, and it's easy to get distracted. God, I, 
I'm sorry, God. I, you're, you're the reason why I do all these different things, and immediately I would feel the Lord. And it's not one of these things where, like, I feel better about it, but God will meet me in those times and places. In the same way, and in Jesus' presence, Zacchaeus went from a man who was the bad reputation to the man who was hated and feared by many to the man Jesus is saying, salvation has come to this house. He said, to be honest, uh, you know, I'm Zacchaeus. We're all like Zacchaeus. I'm not short in stature, but I'm short spiritually. And in myself, I, I can't do these different things. If I look to myself to accomplish this and this and this, I cannot do it. It's impossible. My distractions, my egos. Thinking, I'll get to Jesus. I'll impress him. No. It never works like that. But so many of the Christian life, we sometimes think and equate it to that. Man, you know what? I'll get Jesus' attention. Hey, Jesus, look at me. Look what I can do. And, and we're thinking, that, you know what? This will really get Jesus happy and impressed. And, and it's not that. And maybe you're thinking, I'll run faster. Man, I'll run ahead. I'll climb a tree and get God's attention. What it is? See, Zacchaeus wasn't saved because he was up in a tree. He was saved because of God's mercy. It was God's initiative. Hey, Zacchaeus. Calling him by name. Hey, I'm coming to your house today. It was God's mercy that saved Zacchaeus. It was his mercy. Man, man I'm telling you, there are some, some here today that are, you're finding it in your own strength to think, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to do this. And you're kind of psyching yourself out that I can do it all. Maybe if I'll do this, God will be impressed. No, 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 no. You're not going to find it in your own strength. You're not going to impress God by all the little things that you can do. See, to be honest, there's nothing you can do that can impress God. He spoke and created everything that we see that we can comprehend. Him speaking. You're not going to impress Him. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So many of our lives, we, we want to we're, we're please Him. We want to know that we're doing well. And it's through His Son, Jesus. It was always about pointing you back to Jesus. Zacchaeus, you can't save yourself, man. It's God's initiative. I believe in the same tone, the, the same word. God is saying, man, you know what, guys? Hurry down from your tree of religion. Come on. Hurry down from your, from your own accomplishments. Hurry down from your traditions. Quit trying to pick yourself up. Let God's mercy and grace pick you. And then in your lives, the areas that you struggle in, the areas you're saying, like, man, I constantly, constantly, constantly can't get past this. And, and God's probably upset at me right now that I can't get past this sin. Or maybe I should, we should be like this, but we're not. And, and we go again, and we kind of put ourselves in a place where, like, now we kind of superimpose, oh, this is how he must be feeling of me. And Zacchaeus, what's my name? I'm coming to your house today. Next thing we know, salvation. Salvation came to his house. And I, I believe that in all our striving and all the things that we're doing, we're not going to find it in our own selves. No, we're not going to find it in other people. We find it only in one person, Jesus. Amen. If you're trying to impress God, you can't. <laughs> put that in your heart. You can't impress God, but you can love him. 
because he loves you tonight. You guys can do me the favor. You guys can stand to your feet. We're going to close out in prayer. Amen. Don't spend another moment trusting yourself. You're not going to find the answer if you think the answer is somewhere deep in you. It's not. Do you even know what's deep in you? No. But there is someone in heaven who died on a cross so that we can say, man, there is someone who knows me intimately and loves me for what he sees. Come on, let's close our eyes in prayer. Come on, maybe you're here tonight and you're saying to yourself, man, I've been really trying to do this salvation thing and I've been trying to do it on my own merit and in my own strength. And, and man, sometimes it's really sneaky and it comes up and, and I've been trying to do different things. Or maybe you're the Zacchaeus in this place and there's nothing about you that would attract Jesus to you but other than him just loving you. And, and you're saying, man, I want that right now. I want that for me in my heart. Man, I want Jesus to come and flood me with his love. If you're saying that maybe it's a secret sin of the past, maybe it's something you're dealing with here tonight that you brought in and you're figuring to yourself, I'll never get past this. Listen, you can't do it in your own strength. But through Jesus, salvation comes. Through Jesus, there is grace. Through Jesus, there is mercy. Come on, let's pray. I'm going to pray here tonight. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to pray. And, and into me, just come before God. And, and in your own heart, in your own words, just say, Jesus, man, this is my heart. I've been at this thing for the longest time. And I keep on running into these, these, these pitfalls. I keep on running into these same sins, God. I, I can't get over it. Or, or, God, I don't know if I'm good enough. You're not good enough. So right now. Come on, let's put down the ego. Let's put down our pride. Let's put down our accomplishments. And let's turn to him right now. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, man, it doesn't get any better than that, God. That you would go to the people that in our minds we would think are unfit for your grace, for unfit for your presence. And many of us here tonight would say the same thing, God, we're unfit. We're not good enough, God. I, I got to come back. You got to catch me at a better time. Maybe when I prayed the entire week faithfully, or maybe when I read my word faithfully, or maybe when I treat others faithfully, men treat them well. Maybe, God, come back then. But no, 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 right now, the way you are and how you are, God wants to come to you. And it's in his presence that we find the things that we need. It's in his presence that we find our purpose. It's in his presence there is salvation. So right now we turn to you, Lord, and we surrender. Amen. Would you just surrender with me? Just take this next minute. Then in your heart, you can speak it out. You can say, man, Jesus, I surrender this. Man, my bad attitude, God, and... My God, my lack of patience with you, or God, my lack of patience with others, or, or God, my, my lust, whatever it is you want to you wanna share, God, I can't find it in myself. I find it in you. Come on, right now is your time. Oh, God, we come to you. We come to you, Lord.
surrender, God. We surrender. Lord, we receive your grace and mercy. We receive it this night, God. Oh, Jesus, for who you are. Bless you, Lord. Come on, 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Just begin to thank him for who he is. We bless you, God. We bless you, Jesus. God is not far away. What I've learned as a Christian that in my moments of weakness, my moments of trial, my moments of failure, He's very close. I mean, He's uncomfortably close. So that you would get the the idea, like, hey, don't don't go anywhere. You come to me, man. Anybody's ever made any mistakes in this place, man? And I think about it as so undeserving. Man, I'm a youth pastor. I should get it right. Why am I keep on making the same mistake over again? Why am I keep? Why is this happening? And, and then there's the voice. I mean, I'll just leave it like that. There is the voice leading you to life everlasting. Man, leading you aside. No, I'm not crazy. But it's this Holy Spirit in times of nearness. Guys, that same Holy Spirit, He's in you. And He wants to, to commune with you, fellowship with you. He wants you to grow in the things of the Lord. I want to encourage you this night that many of us we look into the I I hope that you look from now on to the story of Zacchaeus not because he was the gangster but because he was the person saved by grace God's initiative amen make the initiative this week and say God I'm I'm coming to you I'm remembering what it is amen Father we thank you for this night and we thank you that you're opening up hearts and you're speaking to us it's all about you, Jesus. We never want to get off of that. It's nothing about, about the great stuff that we have going on. And those things are great. But, Father, help us to see Jesus. I pray that as the youth go home tonight, Father, they can see your son, Jesus Christ. That your Holy Spirit will be all over them, God. And that people in their family will begin to say the same thing. Man, you're more and more looking like that guy, Jesus. Great. It's working. Father, we praise you. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Do me the kind favor, all right? Let's all say hi to somebody. Give them a hug. Let's see. I'm going to give you guys a number today. Let's give three hugs and one high five. Amen. And make sure you guys love my man, Steve, over here. He needs some extra love. Now, Steve, the adult, Steve, the youth, right here, he's single.